Welcome to Rebuilding the Beast. My name is Festus Ezeli, NBA player turned podcast host. And on this show, I'm going to have my inspiring friends come on to take you through their rebuilding journeys. I hope you can take the tips from their stories and apply it to your life as well. Hey guys, this is Festus Azili, and you're listening to the Rebuilding the Beast podcast. This is episode two. On this episode, I'll be diving more into my journey. If you missed episode one, you missed a pretty good story. I talked about coming from Nigeria, coming from Africa, to discovering basketball, and I end the episode with a really big moment. I get drafted into the NBA. So if you missed that, be sure to go check it out. I'm going to go more into my story now on this episode. I hope you enjoy. There's a lot more twists and turns to come. I just couldn't believe that it would happen for me. Not that I didn't believe, but I just didn't know. Like, this is a dream come true. I just started playing basketball because I wanted to make friends. Then I wanted to go to school. And then I wanted to be good in school. I want to be good in college. Now I'm an NBA player. You really can't make whatever it is that you want out of this life. So I remember. So now I'm in now I'm in the NBA. Go meet all my teammates. And it's all people who have been playing basketball for so long. People who I've been watching on TV. Like, man, even I'm starstruck in my locker room. You got Steph Curry, you got Thompson, you got other people who I played against who I know were good too. It's like Draymond Green, Harrison Barnes. I'm like, wow, this is the NBA. I gotta be on my game. Fast forward, my first game in the NBA. We're playing against the Los Angeles Lakers. Remember that first event, my first game I went to, my uncle took me to, and my uncle looked at me and said, you never know, you may be on the floor someday. Well, I played my first game against that team. Matter of fact, I started that game. I was one of the starters. And so I'm standing in the center circle, and Kobe Bryant is walking towards me, like, Halo and all, I felt like he was walking in slow motion. I was like, he was walking to me, you know, cool, Kobe, ready to assassinate you. (laughs) And I was just looking like, it's Kobe. And he comes over to dap me. And like I said, in slow motion, he's like, put his hand up. I'm looking at it. And I'm just staring. (laughs) I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I think I was trying to pull my hand out. And my hand was shaking Matter of fact, as that game started and it was going on, I almost like forgot that I was playing the game. I was like watching him. Like, wow, good move, man. <laughs> I was a fan during the game, you know. Oh my God, that was a nice move. Sheesh. And you know, it's funny. This is the cool thing about sports. It's the great equalizer. Because at halftime, that switch flipped. And it became, I want to win. So I don't know what's going on in the court. All that fandom and all that all that stuff went away. Because now it's about winning. It's about helping my teammates and, and being the best player I can be on the court. We actually came back and won this game. We came back, we were down 20. And we came back to win this game. This was like, this is Kobe's Lakers that that season, they were supposed to be like the, you know, this God sent team with, Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and all these people that it didn't really end up working out. But this was our first, this is the first game. 
And so we thought that they were above all these things. And so when we beat them, we're like, holy shoot, we can actually do this? And so we went on that season. We had a, a great expectation. That, uh, we had a great expectation. That year, the year before we got there, the year before I got there, the year before my rookie year, they won 18 games out of 66. Now, it was a shortened season. Usually, it's 82 games. But they were the worst in the league. My team was. My team was the worst in the NBA. So we came into that season not knowing what to expect. A bunch of new guys, people coming back from injuries. We didn't know where we were going to stand. So this is how we started off our season. Oh, the sky's the limit from here. So we go through that season. We had a, a goal for 53 games, I think, in which we hit. We wanted to win 53 games, and we hit that. And we made the playoffs. That team made the playoffs. They didn't think we could make the playoffs. We made the playoffs for the I think it was the second time in 20 years that our team had made the playoffs. So we were, we were already making these strides. But the crazy thing about belief and faith, when this season started, I was a rookie. There was a lot. There were, there were four rookies playing heavy minutes. We believed, and this is the power, this is the power of how, having a strong coach. Under Mark Jackson, we believed that we were going to win an NBA championship. We didn't know what it was going to take. We just had this faith. We went through that season and we made the playoffs for the first time. And people said that we weren't even going to beat the, go past the first round because we're all new. Who are these guys anyway? They got lucky to get in here in the first place. They should be happy. But we went through that series and we felt like we belonged. And now Steph Curry was making a name for himself. Clay Thompson was to announce the introduction of the Splash Brothers. Andrew Boga is back. We got David Lee. We got Draymond Green. We got Harrison Barnes. We, the team is starting to look like we got Jared Jack, Carl Landry. All these guys are starting to come along. And as we're going through the, the series, we're like, whoa, we can actually play with all these cats. We go through that series. We beat. Nobody had us winning that series. Nobody. All the experts. I remember it was like it was we were playing against the Denver Nuggets. And Denver Nuggets were like the fastest team with Something, they had all these stats about them. So we're looking at all the ex experts on ESPN. It was like the Denver Nuggets will win in five games out of seven. The Denver Nuggets will win in six. That was the most chance they gave us. They didn't even have us going to game seven. They said they were all going to beat us before the last game. We beat them in six. We went through the series and we beat them in six. Wow. We can actually do this. The next round was San Antonio Spurs, and at this time we had been going through some injuries. We lost to San Antonio Spurs. I think they won that season. And I will say that it taught us a lot. For me, personally, my journey was the last game of that season, I re-injured my knee. Wow. I don't want to miss this because I'm going to the playoffs. I'm playing. I don't care. Put a brace on me. Tape it up. I'm playing. I don't know if that was the smartest decision, but I played, and I played well. After that season, I had to have surgery. I missed the whole second year. My whole second year in the NBA, I missed. I didn't play. Shout out to the Golden State Warriors for sticking with me and for pushing me through my rehab and working with me every day because the following season, it was, it was a hard, hard year. I can't even begin to explain what that felt like. That was one of my first times dealing with all these depressions and, and feeling of just inadequacy. Because you're sitting there, you're just sitting on the sideline every day. You know, going to games that you can't contribute and you want to be there for your teammates. I went through that season. 
And I had so many times where I wanted to jump in the game. I was like having debates with the GM of the team, Bob Myers, who was like, no, that's not smart. Always thinking long, long term, long term. Well, the next year I came back. I remember it was my birthday, October 21st, 2014. Coach Kerr comes in that day. It was my birthday. He said, for your birthday today, this is a film session. Everybody's sitting around and he always has these funny things that he does. And he's like, for your birthday today, we're going to let you play. (laughs) And I was so excited. You know, I hadn't played in, you know, at that point, 18 months. And I didn't know what to expect, but I was just excited. I get out there into the game, and I actually played really well. And after being gone for so long, you just never know. But I had stayed ready. I kept working. I had to rebuild myself again. That season was special. We played amazingly well that season. I don't know if you know what happened in 2015 with the Golden State Warriors, but we go through a whole season, and we win our first NBA championship since the 70s. In 2015, whoa, P.S., I'm healthy, I play, and I'm almost like the, the X factor for the team. Not me blowing my horn, I'm saying, because I came back, I worked my tail off from that injury to help my team. I'm saying this to anybody out there who's watching and who's listening, and who is feeling like they don't matter, your problems are keeping you too down. You don't matter. I came back to help my team. So we beat LeBron James in the finals against this guy who I've been hearing about and watching. And we beat him in the NBA finals. One of the greatest of our times. Wow. Remember where I came from? Remember that guy that told me that I would never play basketball, that I didn't deserve to, because I couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time? Remember how I was just a video guy at the junior college? I was an NBA champion now. None of that stuff was true. You really do get to make whatever you want from your life. I don't know that I had this vision for myself when it started. It started with a, with this, what would you call it? A, a wish manifestation by my uncle that said, you never know. It's just about opening the possibilities for yourself. To say, you never know what could happen for me. And I promise you, amazing things will happen. So why are we building the beast? Well, six months. Oh, well, actually, no. So we won a championship in 2015. And we wanted to run it back. What? what the only place to go when you're up is down. And we didn't want to go down anytime soon. So we came back the next year with even more focus. So the 2015-2016 season was even more incredible. We had a season where we felt like we couldn't even lose. That season was also special because it was Kobe Bryant's final season in the NBA. So we would be tracking his games as well. We would come out from our games and like watch his. And, you know, we were having an amazing season, but it was just so monumental for everybody, for all the guys. We broke the record for the most wins in NBA history by a team in a regular season. Whoa. Broke the Michael Jordan Bulls record in 97? It was incredible. So the special thing about this is that on the same day we were breaking the record, there was another game on at the same time. 
This was Kobe Bryant's final game in the NBA. Matter of fact, this is what happened. We finished our game. We beat, I think it was the Memphis Grizzlies or San Antonio. I can't remember. And we beat that team. And we all ran to the locker room to watch the final minutes. We ran to the locker room like, yo, what happened with Kobe? People were like, yo, Kobe has 60 right now. <laughs> he has 60 points in his final game. This, this, is, this was Kobe. This was, you know, Kobe was 40 years old. Or wait, at the time he was 36 or 30, yeah, 36, 38 years old. He has 63 points in an NBA game. His last game. Matter of fact, last games, they're like the games where you come in, the old man with a, with a walker, where nobody. But this is Kobe. This is what inspired us all. This is the thing that I, I'm talking about. But for me, it had a, a much bigger meaning. My first game I ever watched was Kobe. He inspired me. The Mamba mentality that he developed, that he developed that meant strength in the face of adversity. And so many times in my career, I felt like I was, I didn't have a shot. I felt like the odds were too much against me. And I would watch a video of Kobe. I would see a game of Kobe. I would hear him speak. And it would make me feel like I could do it. I could climb that mountain, whatever it was. That guy that inspired me to get to this point, on his last day, I and my team were taking the game to the next level. This is what it is. This is what the game is about. This is what life is about. This is the game of life. Your job here is to make things better when you leave, no matter who you are. Kobe did that for me. He did that for all of us. That was our generation. He inspired us all. So, we go on that season to we get to the conference finals and we had a rough time. We were actually down three to one and we came back to win that finals. And people thought that we were we were winning for sure. That nobody had any doubts in their mind because our team was way too good. We started to have some injury problems at the same time dealing with it, playing against any team LeBron James led led by LeBron James. It's just, it's going to be a battle. We were up 3-1 to one against the LeBron James team. After being down 3-1 and coming back from that, the previous series, now we're up 3-1. to one. We have one game left, and we can go celebrate a championship. A teammate got suspended. Teammates got injured. It was just bam, 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 bam. It was like this rollaway ship train. It's like, what, what is, all of a sudden, we lost this series. If we won one more game, we would have been martyrs. I just say it, I, I, I try to explain it that way so people understand that this life, you can't predict it. You know, we all think that we're going to be gods and we can control what we can. All you can control is what you can. And so we go from being the most loved team ever to the most, everybody was making jokes about us and talking about us. They still talk about it till today. After this whole fiasco, I my contract is up. I go sign with another team, the Portland Trailblazers. Problem is, after I sign with them, shortly after that, I get injured. And not just a little bit injured, to the point where I had to have a really, really risky, tough, very invasive surgery. 
That surgery put me in a wheelchair for six months. I was playing in the NBA Finals, and seven months later, I was in a wheelchair for six months. That really changed. It, it did a lot for me mentally. It, it messed me up. It was, I didn't even know what to do with myself. I was so angry. I felt like I had done so much right. I had worked so hard. God has given me the, he had given me this vision and this, this strength just to take it away. I felt like Samson in the Bible after he got all the strength and then they cut his hair and he had nothing. I was like, why? In the middle of all my, you know, at this point, this is actually where Rebuilding the Beast came from. In the middle of all my stress, in the middle of my tears, in the middle of my cries to God, to humanity, to the universe, I had a conversation once. And I'm a very lucky guy. I have the wisest people around me in terms of family and friends. My mother came to me one time and she said, how do you know when a person is strong? She asked me. I said, I don't, I don't know. Uh, at the time, I was really angry, so I really didn't want to hear it. But my mom is, you know, she is my rock. So I had the conversation with her, especially African parents. They're always going somewhere with these stories. So I was listening. And I said, I don't know. She said, you know when a person is strong, when they lift heavy weights. So what? So you are strong, my son. All the things you've accomplished up to this point. I, I even you are so, you are a miracle worker. You're somebody who has been a light since you were a kid. And that strength that you've showed till now, you are strong. And this too shall pass, and your strength will show. Understand that you are strong, and this will pass. And still, as I was trying to dissect this and, and hearing these words of encouragement from, from my mother, she said something else that was really powerful. She said, God gave you this mountain so you can show others it can be moved. Oh, my head just exploded. I didn't even understand what I just heard. I knew it was profound and it hit me right in my, just in the middle of my heart. And God gave you this mountain. So you can show others it can be moved. The kid that couldn't play basketball, the kid that wasn't good enough to play in college, the kid that people didn't want to draft because he was injured, that kid that went on to win a championship, that kid, God gave you this mountain so you can show others it can be moved. Imagine getting that perspective when you hit a rough patch, when you hit a tough time, when you understand that your journey is bigger than just you, that you are the person that is meant to conquer this mountain, nobody else. And the reason being that it's a tough mountain to climb. So it's going to be tough and it's going to be tough days. And other people are going to think that it's too much. This mountain is too tough to climb to them, but it's yours to climb. And that's what she told me. That's where my perspective came from. And so rebuilding the beast was the perspective that came after that. You know, I was training with my, I was going with my trainer one day and we were talking about building a beast. And we were like, no, let's rebuild the beast. 
And we started saying it, rebuilding the beast, rebuilding the beast. And it was this way to understand that this was the process that we were talking about. There is a beast coming after this. There is faith. Faith is the belief in something that you cannot see with no evidence. So for us, we were looking at it. We were like, we are rebuilding a beast. There was a beast at the end of this journey. We've done it before. There's a track already. There's a track record of us doing this in the past. And so we are rebuilding this beast. This mountain will move. That's the point. As I start sharing my story with people, people were resonating with the fact that watching me fight every day, watching me persevering, watching me being positive. I have dark days too, but I have to fight those because the only way to get to what what is hope really? Hope really is just being positive. And so every day I had to keep fighting myself to believe that this dream will come to pass because there's still so much for me left to do. And so I share these journeys on social media and and talking to people and and people would be so inspired that they would say, yes, I'm rebuilding the beast too. And that turned into this, this whole movement of where we were all talking about our processes. Usually people don't, people don't talk about it. When you go through a tough time, everybody disappears and they don't want to talk about it. And you come back when you win because you feel like that's what people want to see. Imagine if you were showing faith, if you were inspiring other people with your journeys and you were showing them the thing I'm going through right now, this is just part of my journey. This is just part of, don't judge me by what you see right now. I am already there. I have to manifest it. I'm already there. I'm already the beast. I'm building it. And every day I'm taking steps towards that to get into that point. This is where the concept of rebuilding the beast came from. And now I'm so inspired to show you guys how I climbed my mountain. But I also want other people to be inspired. And I I also want to share other people's journeys because there are so many people out there who are being so brave and sharing as they're moving and showing tremendous amounts of faith. Faith is the key word. You have to believe that this thing that you're going through will pass and you will be better for it. If you don't believe it, look at your life till now. I'm sure you've gone through things where you just didn't believe that you were going to get through it and you were better off for it. Look at my story. Rebuilding the beast is a concept that hopefully inspires so many people to keep going on their journeys. Because right now, more than anything, we need more positivity in the world. We need more unity and more togetherness. And hopefully we can create a community of people that want to be vulnerable, that, that it's a safe space where people can share and inspire other people. And also it's a chance for you to reflect on your journey, to understand that there's still so much more for you to do. So Rebuilding the Beast is, um, this is my new baby and I'm excited to, to bring it to you. It's taken me a while, but I think that this is, this is one of the paths for me that I want to, I want to, I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave an imprint in the world. I want to make positivity go viral. Thank you guys so much for listening to my story. I'm really excited to dive deeper. You know, there's still so much to talk about. Um, We're going to unpack as the journey goes on with this podcast. I guess I'm rebuilding my beast with this as well. Uh, My friends are going to join us. They're going to tell their stories. And uh, hopefully you guys are inspired by the way they get through their highs and lows. 
So anyway, I don't really know how to end the podcast. So I'll just say bye for now and talk soon. All right, guys.